good evening, and welcome to our show. Thanks for joining the Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast, a place where friends who just happen to be Durannies get together to talk about our love of music, pop culture, concerts, and of course, our favorite boys, past, present, and future. Hi, this is Suzanne. I'm Jody. Hi, this is Stephanie. Hi, this is Deanna. Okay, so today we are going to discuss a topic that's actually near and dear to my heart, and that is you really can't talk about Duran Duran without talking about fashion. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. You know, I was kind of thinking about this, and, you know, there's so, fashion was such a, and still is, such a big part of the band, and just their whole you know, look and and identity. everything and identity that's related to them. And there's so many iconic looks to the band that they've had over the years. You know, from the very beginning, the new romantic with the ruffles and the military look and, you know, on to the fedoras and, and you know, Rio, the suits that they wore. Pizio, Anthony the, Price. Yeah, the Anthony <laughs> Price suits and, you know, leather pants and different hair colors, you know, there's, there's so, there's so much to choose from when, when it comes to fashion and, and, and Duran Duran and, and there were so many looks and, you know, even today, you know, with uh, punk masters and, and just the, the really sort of casual chic almost look that they have now where it, they're still dressed up, but you know, they're, they're also comfortable, you know, wearing either New Balance tennis shoes or, you know, some other, <laughs> you know, other cool, you know, uh, tennis shoes or sneakers or whatever. Kicks. Uh, they call them trainers. <laughs> yeah, or trainers, you know, Home whatever. Trainers. So I, I would say there were two big influences on me in terms of how, what shaped my love of fashion and, and the cause of my love of fashion. And that was my mother and Duran Duran. My mom was just, she was very just sort of glamorous. She loves, you know, fashion and she loves to look good she loves jewelry she loves shoes and all of that and so that influenced me a lot and then just the band in general um I loved just looking at at how they were put together and the clothes they wore and you know I had I had the you know the, the black rubber bracelets and not that they wore those all the time but I know John you know went through a period like I think during the, the power station you know where he did that I didn't have a fedora hat. Did any of you guys have a fedora I hat? I had one, but it didn't really look good on me. Yeah, it didn't look good on me either. <laughs> I had a black one, and I remember wearing it once. Yeah, I had a black one too. Somebody told me that I looked like a Barbie from the city or something like that. And I don't think I ever wore it again after mm-hmm. that. It's just weird. I, I don't had, think I look good in hats either. Though. I, I had the white shoes. Oh, gosh. Yes. Capizios. Yeah. Yes. I had those. Yeah. We were just talking about Capizios yes. the other day. Yeah, you were gonna go. Suzanne got some. So I'm going on the 80s cruise, and there's dress-up parties every night. And one of the nights is called Back to the 80s, where we're supposed to wear what we wore in the 80s or what we would have wanted to wear. So I'm going as a Durani. And I will be wearing a fedora. <laughs> and I will be wearing white jazz shoes. I couldn't find Capizio brand. Like, they have dance shoes, but they don't have those shoes. But these look close enough. And I have my dress that has Rio's smile on it. And I will have plenty of pins and the black bracelet. So everything that y'all have mentioned is making an appearance in my ensemble <laughs> yes. that night. And I'm hoping that all the Durannies will see it and I will just like attract them like bees to honey they'll be like um I totally know what you are but otherwise I'll explain myself but um 
Yes. So it did. And, and back in the day, I don't think I was, I didn't have the shoes, but I don't think I could, I could convince my mom to like buy the clothes. Oh, I had a pair of Capizios and I saved my McDonald's money <laughs> and I found a, like a dance studio or something in town mm-hmm. and yeah. we went there <laughs> and I got they my, cheap. No, no, they weren't yeah. cheap. Um, I don't remember what the cost was. was something like 60 bucks, Yeah, which was a lot of money when you were making, like, you know, less than $4 yes. an hour <laughs> back in the day. Um, but I saved up my money, and I got a pair, and I wore them to death. <laughs> I, did, I did wear the bracelets, and I did wear my mom's rhinestone jewelry, which I think was maybe more of a Madonna thing. But I do feel like Power Station, I think some rhinestones showed up on John in that yes. That era as well. And I have a little side note. When we went to the Power Station concert, my friend Amy threw her mother's rhinestone necklace, like, from the 50s or 60s onto the stage. Really? Yes. <laughs> so that was not a good thing. And my mom was freaking out because she was our chaperone and everything. So uh, apparently, you know. <laughs> and there was underwear up there, too, and all kinds of unsavory items. But, yeah, she threw her mom's, like, cherished <laughs> necklace wow. on the stage. I had, I had, I had a like a hat that was similar to what John wore in the Some Like a Hot <laughs> video. I had like a black oh, yeah. kind of wide brimmed hat. And then I had, I also had like a long black sort of coat or Duster, whatever that he yeah, had. Yeah, I wanted the coat real bad. And I got, where did I get that? I can't remember where I got it. Judy's or something. I don't know, but I, I wore that coat to death. I just, I wore that all the time. I didn't wear the hat as often, but, but I was... Which means you were probably hot because, you know, Texas gets extremely yeah. warm. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't yeah, in the summer, it that's still. for sure. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, it wasn't like yeah. this. Though, but, but yeah, I mean, the tiger baby necklace, I mean, come on. That, yeah. that is pretty Did you iconic. have it? No. No, I didn't. But, I mean... And that, it seems that in recent photos we've yeah, seen, he's see resurrected. It. It's so We're like, oh my gosh. He was talking about it fairly recently, mm-hmm. I think. But I don't remember what. Um, I'm so thinking, it was nice to see. Yeah. It's still around. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of my baby stuff. And of eras of the band, the white... Um, Rio era white uh, cotton yeah. with the... Black t-shirts, and mm-hmm. that's my favorite look of anyone ever, anytime, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that picture um, where they're all laughing and, you know, like yes. that, within that look. Yes. I love I, that picture. I, love I that don't show. know if it's, like, Montserrat and they were, like, carefree and hanging mm-hmm. out on the beach or swimming pool or whatever all the time, but there's just something so fun and relaxed about that. And it's probably the least fashionable or at least the least fashion forward mm. of all of that. And mm. maybe that's why I have no sense of fashion because that's my thing. I just have to be comfortable. But I love the new romantic stuff. I love the military stuff. I love the Anthony Price suits. But you notice, like, as they got older, everything did become more, biz- not business casual, but sort of casual Yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's, we're looking at pictures now, mm-hmm. and I see a picture of, like, Seven and the Ragged Tiger, and they're just a little scruffier. Yeah. Um, not as uh, matchy or as right. put together, kind of, which is still cool. Uh, but I think things just started sort of becoming more of a priority mm-hmm. at some point than the fashion itself, because the they'd already boys. made their faces <laughs> and their um, they've already they'd already made their way in fashion. So I think that no matter what they did after a certain point, there was still this mm-hmm. this thing about them as fashion icons. And yeah. then what about the hair? Okay, so 
Yeah. I remember with the hair, I had friends that would highlight their bangs because John yeah. had the light bangs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, this, I mean, hairstyle fashion. Right. Um, yeah, for sure. And I mean, and their hair looks kind of 80s, but they weren't a hair band. They were people with much bigger hair. You know that back that in the look day. has come around again. I mean, yeah. it's kind of faded now, but people are dyeing their hair in that way again, too, with the funky bangs and stuff. Have you ever noticed that Roger had a mullet at the swimming pool? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We, we all know Andy's mullet, of course. Yeah. Yes. The mullet was a thing. Yeah, spiked <laughs> hair at the top and like teased, a lot of teasing going on and all the different hair colors too. Like I wanted to, I wanted to color my hair, but I was just, I was afraid. I couldn't. I, I was just afraid mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. My mother would not let me. My hair was yeah. down to my butt and it's my natural color mm-hmm. that you see now. There was no way she was going to let me do that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was pretty cool, you know, just all the different hair colors that they had, especially John and Nick, you know? Yeah, yes. we're looking at a picture of John where he had like the blonde, 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 blonde bangs. It's the sun in. It feels like the sun in kind of bangs. <laughs> it even, all works. Even the yeah, even <laughs> the side projects. You know, like I, like I said, you know, with Power Station, <clears throat> excuse me, Arcadia. I mean, they they sort of had a look about them as well. You know, with the darker, like the dark, yeah, you know, darker. Even you Very know the much. hair. Yeah, the hair was dark and and everything. A view to a kill, like the video. There, I mean, like all the videos, they even they had like their own sort of look to them. Yeah. And Simon yeah. had cut his hair off, like right, I, I believe, mm-hmm. right before a view to kill. I'm like, where are you? Because he had that real short dark hair. Wasn't that before, or like he it's, shaved his head to go on the boat the race? Boat, maybe yeah. or something about I that. And then, the and boat. yeah, but I just recall that. Well, well and just thinking short. about the videos again, there's like a, a that's Rio and Tori. <laughs> as, <laughs> mascots. Yeah. As the videos got, you know, as they made more and more videos, I'm thinking of A View to a Kill by itself. Everyone's in different styles. Yeah, and, they are. And it, they're at least to not cohesive fashion-wise there. Mm-hmm. But, but in New Moon on Monday, they were very cohesive. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think the they leather were, and the black, the dark. That is one of my favorite eras. The Seven yes. Dragon Tiger Were they era. supposed to be yes. looking like uh, resistance fighters? Or yeah, because yeah. they had the little yeah. like logo. Yeah. And, uh, the white leather gloves yeah. that John had, I definitely had those, and I cut the fingers off, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wore those. Yeah, or I would wear one. And the lady in that video had that little black leather mini yes. skirt yeah. with the tights. Yeah, I'm like, the the yes, I'm like, yeah. I want to wear that outfit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I always thought it was a little weird that Rio was like wrapped in plastic at one point. I'm like, that's not a dress, it's plastic. But this was my like 13 year old brain trying to put together mm. on the beach like uh-huh. on the boat she uh-huh. had the silk or whatever yeah. but on the beach when it was like that yellow plastic i was kind of confused but. and the makeup too you know <laughs> i mean they wore makeup but it wasn't like and and i mean and then that, it's not that it was that was part of their thing anyway but i'm gonna say like it wasn't like boy george or anything like that but they had you know eyeliner and yeah. stuff like that and it worked it worked yeah for that you know it wasn't so exaggerated you know well, I mean, there's a I, couple. I admit, there's a couple of shots that yeah. you know you, you kind of see it, and I think that's more like for the stage or whatever. But but I do but think yeah. Nick does. He does the makeup like back in the day. He was much more intentional, mm-hmm. and like where I think all the guys had the guy liner on and they had some sort of something. He kind of took it to the next level, but I think that was part of his thing. Like he wanted, he just wanted to do that piece, probably because David Bowie did so much of it as well. But I, I do re- recall, like, sometimes I would watch and I was just like, he does have more makeup on. And, I mean, that's fine. Um, 
but I, I remember that stuck out to me back in the day. I think also the, you know, the use of models in their videos, yeah. you know, fashion models and supermodels and, and that kind of thing. I mean, that just sort of went hand in hand, yeah. which was, you know, which was cool. And, and the girl panic video, you know, which where they, awesome. I mean, they yes. definitely you know, use Naomi and Cindy and uh, some of the other, Helena. Um, yeah, Helena and some of the other supermodels. Well, and Yasmin. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that As the, the guitar player. Yeah. 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 So it's just, it's fun. It was just fun to, you know, have that um, part of their identity and just who they are. And, and it's just influencing how we dressed and, you know, it was like the, the, the fashion, but then also the pins and, you know, the buttons and everything sort of identifying ourselves as Durandis. I mean, I have, I still have my black satin Duran Duran jacket, you know, that says Duran that has the logo on the back. I don't think I ever had one of those. I don't I know where that mine one. is. I don't yeah. know where mine is, and I'm I'm dying because I don't know what I did with this. <laughs> I didn't have one of those. Uh, and, and, yeah, like, I would go weekly, almost several times a week, would go to Coach House Gifts and go immediately to the button section to see if they had any <laughs> new buttons. And I would immediately snatch them up and I just had, you know, I would wear them. I was like weighted down with all my buttons that I had on, you know. You could hear you come in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and earlier when you're talking about the models, I mean, we just ran across House of Style with Cindy Crawford. And when she took Simon and Nick to a Sears. To Sears. <laughs> So that's quite entertaining. And they um, walk out wearing house coats. Yeah. Yes, house, house dresses. Yeah, yes. yes. a little purse. And clip-on yes. ties. Nick apparently said he got the most expensive outfit in Sears because he had like 50 ties attached to his body. <laughs> um, and then they were decided to dress Cindy Crawford because, of course, she was their little fashion plate that day. Um, Simon wanted, you know, he was like hell-bent on getting her on the, in the mesh top. Yes. yes. <laughs> Where is the mesh top? <laughs> <laughs> Which she ended up wearing. Yes. <laughs> and that was like early 90s, I guess. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And actually, mesh tops were a thing back yeah, in the early yeah. 90s. They so. sold them at Sears. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then she tried to get Simon to buy clean underwear, and she's like, oh, you don't wear underwear. <laughs> yeah. The look on his face. He didn't even need to say anything. He yes. was just like, nope. <laughs> and then funny. Nick is just so dry and yeah. just silly. And, yeah. yeah. Hilarious. In those times. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I love how they look today. I mean, I've always let, obviously it goes without saying, I love the way they look all the time. But today, I mean, they just... They are so well put together, you know, and well, I and think we it helps about, when your wife is like a super mm, billionaire mogul fashion designer, mm, and your other wife is a supermodel, <laughs> is a supermodel <laughs> and your daughter's a supermodel, and I, I just, yeah, I think that that's their life, that's where they live, mm. you know, it's all about that. Now I don't know why John can't find a pair of pants that are long enough for him. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I love the, the He likes to show his shoes. I love the <laughs> punk master shirts and all the the color that Simon's been adding lately. I just love it. Yeah, I like the John Green jacket and Yes. I love yeah, that. I love the green yeah. jacket. But um 
Yeah, yeah, gosh, thanks to Patty Palazzo and Punkmasters because that is my go-to concert attire now. <laughs> Why don't even outfit now. Yeah, I don't have to think about it when I'm going to a show. I'm gonna rock some some Punkmasters mm-hmm. into that. Mm-hmm. So I love I love the expression behind it, and I love the meaning behind the line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was brilliant. Just a yeah. brilliant, super brilliant. I'm trying to think of the history. Like, why did they focus so much on fashion at the very beginning? And I'm thinking about where they what where they came from. So England was in gray times, very. Um, upheaval, government stuff, everybody was unhappy, unemployment was a big deal, punk became a way of life for the young people who were revolting against the situation, punk was shirtless, bloody, safety pins in the boob, um, leather jackets, whatever, and then there's this ruffled shirt, floppy haired Mm -hmm. scene that comes up, and we're 10 years from Bowie, or Ziggy Stardust at that point. And then this, so all of this was just sort of beauty and like the flower that bloomed after England was ravaged for so long under Thatcher. So, and then like how I've mentioned already, they they sort of change over time. It stopped becoming important to be the peacocks with the clothes and things so that they could get noticed or so they could be part of that group. And they wanted to start making their own way. And I think that's where the fashion for today becomes more of a symbol than anything in between. Mm-hmm. Because they were peacocks at the beginning. They had to be noticed. They had to separate themselves from Tony Hadley and Spandau Ballet or Boy George or whatever and still show that they were coming from that Ziggy Stardust stage. And now, it's it's more of that they're still trying to show who they are in their individual creative ways. There's a little more cohesive when we talk about the punk master stuff, mm-hmm. tennis shoes on stage. Mm-hmm. But everything in between was just crazy mashup. Got all the girl, you know, supermodel girlfriends and all that stuff. And I think that was just like from one point to this point, getting them from one to the other mm-hmm. or something. So well, I, that's a great way to put it. And I feel like they've talked about in some of the books that the Rum Runner was supposed to be like Studio 54 in Birmingham. Like yeah. when they brought it over, they were right. inspired by that, which was such a fashion mecca in New York that this new romantic that kind of popped out of studio, uh, out of Rum Runner, I think it had to do with that too. I will disagree on that. I don't think that Studio 54 was supposed to be a fashion mecca. I think that's where fashionable people went, but it well, was okay, more, well, that's, okay, where more of a went. social scene. It was a social scene, but it's, but it's where where, where the fashionable people, people to, were seen. To be seen. Yes, right, right. and I think in a similar way when the Barrows brought the Rum Runner and they had specifically said they wanted it to be like Studio 54 yeah. in England, yeah. Yeah. that's where it With brought out, and, and, and even Boy George talked about that, I think. When he said that Simon or the, they were the peacocks, like yeah. I think he was part of that scene as well, oh, or yeah. he was familiar totally with that, that scene. And yeah. in that video, remember Nick said they were the first band that asked for a wardrobe stipend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So it was a very big part of them. And they knew that that's what they had to do, though. They to knew themselves. that that was important to them as musicians and to get their their name out there was to separate themselves from everybody else. Well, it was all part of, of their brand. 
yeah. you know, under the brand umbrella. And I, I think we've touched about this, uh, you know, on a previous uh, podcast before about how, again, you know, now they are coming into the MTV generation. And when you think about not only did um, those fans in the day, not only did their videos look verbatim, you know, as what they were saying, the lyrics that then that would happen in the video, um, they there was a cohesiveness to everything going on. Um, wardrobe was going to kind of flow according to the location. Well, that's why uh, you know, and maybe like yeah. in that that in between I was talking about became more focused on that work mm-hmm. or those videos. I think. Yeah, I mean, because you remember the outfits that they wore while they were recording Rio and. Hungry like for some of my favorites because it's right. the lonely nightmare. Yeah, I mean it's the I don't know camo colors and you know earthy outdoor color, earthy yeah. kind of comfortable stuff. Yeah, but I, I mean, but kind of adding on to that, it was integrated marketing before that was really a thing, and it was this like three sixty marketing. It's like they knew and they knew they were a visual medium as well as a musical medium. And whether it was the Barrows or them or together, they kind of figured out that they needed to have this consistency that we, I don't think we saw that with as many other artists. I say that Cindy Lauper pops into my mind because to me, I hear her music and I see her outfits. So I think there's some artists that really in that same, like their contemporaries in the same way, probably and Michael Jackson and the glove. I mean, I, th- I think there's certain things that they were being mindful or we were just, or the, you know, we were just noticing it more because we were watching them and listening to them. And as fans, we had all these pictures on our wall where we were absorbing their look like all the time as I well. I do think that they started it and mm-hmm. everybody else recognized that that's what had to happen. Jumped to in on notice. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember if there's an actual quote, but has John or Nick ever said that they they wanted to mesh disco and punk? Mm-hmm. Yes. Did they use? I know that, but did they use a fashion quote in there too? Did they want to bring in a particular fashion, or was it all about the music in that sort of? I think we created the band because we wanted to do this. I don't know if they actually said it, but surely you know, obviously I mean, it was there obviously was the there. Inf- it was there, yeah. and the influence and Bowie yeah. and you know, Rocks and music, music Rocks, and yeah. and you know, and their own the looks that they had, you know, especially. Well, not one more than the other, but, you know, I was listening to Roxy Music recently and just hearing, <laughs> you know, just hearing the... That's Duran Duran. <laughs> I mean, the influence and everything and just the pictures of, of, of the band and, and there's so many parallels there mm-hmm. and um, it's 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 really cool, like how, and it's the, it's like the, the, the pinnacle of flattery, right? You know, when... when a band is so influenced by another band and or or an artist and they try to emulate them and everything and we've talked about this you know before and and it just and then that band is influential and they influence other bands and they try you know it's just it's and it's not just the music but it's oftentimes the look as well yeah. and 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 then that band will just sort of take elements of the artist that influenced them's look and make it their own yeah. you know yeah. and that's I think that's really cool. It's really cool to to see the evolution of bands doing that. You know, you don't really see that anymore today, really. Well, the, when um, you were saying that, I was thinking of grunge. I mean, there, yeah. was, there was a set group of people who created that look, yeah. and then 
exploded. Yeah, and then so. it exploded. But, you know, just some of the... And that was anti-fashion. And some <laughs> of the mainstream artists... Seattle fashion. Yeah. Where you yeah. gotta wear flannel because it's so freaking cold all the time. <laughs> some of the mainstream artists today, I mean, it's like, there's not really... It's more about getting getting the viralness of things, um, like to talk, you know, getting people to talk about, especially the women artists. It's like, you know, but who's going to out shock the other? Or who's going to outdo the other with, but you know, she, but with you, you all these things? But you say that, and what pops to mind is Billie Eilish and her anti-fashion. Her anti-fashion mm-hmm. and her intentionality of being very anti-fashion. Mm-hmm. And still working with fashion houses and things that don't even, that aren't even really on trend. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's interesting that I mean, rock and fashion are always going to be yeah, like intertwined, and a lot of like you're saying with the ladies now, they mm-hmm. wear as little clothes as possible, as we saw um, on the Super and Bowl. I think it, I, but yeah, I think now <laughs> it's like their fashion is wearing them. Yeah, they're not wearing the fashion. Yeah. And and that there's a, that's a big difference. Oh yeah, that's a Absolutely. big big difference. Do you and mean that as branding, or do you mean that as just their choice of all the of fashion that. is wearing them? All of that. All of it. Yeah. I mean, I just saw uh, Billie Eilish. I guess she showed up at the Brit Awards and um, this past week, um, as we're as we're recording this, and she was in Chanel, yeah. but it was wearing her. It, she was box. not wearing it. It's it was oversized. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't tailored. It was she just had it on okay, but there wasn't really oh, which is intentional say. i mean, I mean that's, that's her style and everything sure but right. it's i mean i could look at the outfit and i knew it was chanel without even knowing really? it was right. chanel yes did yeah. it have the same it's the fabrication it's just, fabric. just, logo. Like the just yeah just oh, okay. the oh, yeah. yeah she did that with the oscars <laughs> as well yeah so yeah. her purpose but, is to not over sexualize or be looked at as anything but a talented artist which is great but does the fashion distract from her artistry? I don't know. I mean, I don't, I think in her case, I don't, I don't know actually, but she, I mean, she's a great singer. She's a really, yeah, she's, she's super she's talented. A, she's like a, an amazing singer and she's really talented. But then what's, it's such, just, I'm sorry, keep going. I'm gonna it's just this. the, some of that other stuff becomes distracting. And I've, I've actually had discussions like this with some other friends and I was trying to explain this to my daughter who's just like, okay, whatever, mom. But like, Artists like Billie Eilish, I don't think so much, but Ariana Grande, for example, she's a good, she's another good singer. However, the overproduction of her music gets in the way of actually really hearing that she has a good voice. The same thing happened with Christina Aguilera and Lady Gaga, I would venture to say, in her early songs, where it was just this overproduced pop music. And then eventually they, you know, really dug in and 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 sang songs that really showcased their voice more and so there's pop stars today that and this has nothing to do with fashion but um well, i guess maybe in some in, in some respects though yeah the fashion part you know just their look you know ariana she has obviously that signature look with her ponytail and you know oversized tops and that kind of thing um I think some of that distracts from the the music, but again, that's in they, that case, it's so overproduced yeah. that it's like it's just trash to me. Yeah, yeah. But Billie Eilish is that's that's an that's an interesting because I think it, it's it's sort of it's uh, it's almost like the, all of it. You know what I mean? Like the look so she has her package. look, yeah, and you know she has a lot of you know young fans who emulate that look mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. I mean she's got like a little 
side clothing thing too, I think. Um, and I know a, a, a few people that I work with that have teenage kids. I mean, not my daughter, but um, they they wear they wear like the loose clothes and the boxy stuff and and all of that, and they love her. They love her music. You know, just kind of like we did with Duran Duran. You know, just kind of in, taking elements of their look and incorporated it into how we looked. So that makes me, that, that that just lends to what I was thinking is why the heck can't she just wear blue jeans and a t-shirt? Because she's got the talent and she's writing these great songs. She often does. But would we have liked Duran Duran if they had just come out wearing blue jeans and a t-shirt? Mm-hmm. I mean. Although she wears shorts, not blue yeah, jeans. Yeah, that's true. She wears shorts and oversized shirts. Well, no, I'm saying why can't she just come out and wear blue jeans and a t-shirt? Why mm-hmm. does she have to go through the whole Obviously, there's a look that has to come out or nobody's going to notice her. It's mm-hmm. not all about the talent. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the peacock thing, too, mm-hmm. I think. Well, and, and, and I remember, I mean, I liked Duran Duran because they, I mean, they were fashionable, but they still looked like guys. And like with like the with hair, all that makeup on, <laughs> even with the makeup on, because they had the suits and yeah, they were still generally they were me. masculine. And, and generally, even with the hair getting a little crazy, it still kind of felt masculine enough because... I had friends that just loved like hair rock and metal. And to me, that big poofy hair, nothing about that appealed to me. And it felt too girl-like. <laughs> and I'm just saying this is my junior high, like mm-hmm. in my brain trying to sort this out. That yes, they were a little more glamorous, but they still, to me, at least kind of looked like guys and not like girls. I don't, I don't know. know. I liked it. I liked all of it. Well, and that's fine. Uh, but I'm just yeah. saying for me, yeah. my personal preference yeah. was that. And like, even like we were laughing about Andy and his mullet, I would literally cover up the back of his hair and be like, why? I would love it. If he would just have the short hair. Like, and I would tell my <laughs> friends this and I'm, this is just kind of where I was at. But um, I thought he was so handsome with just the top part, but with the back, I was like, I didn't get it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's what was going on in 1984, Suzanne. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get it on people I knew either. <laughs> well, <laughs> business in the front party in the past. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what was going on in middle school and high school for me. Oh, uh, yeah. Me but yeah. I, mean, I had it, too. <laughs> I did. You had a I did. You did. I mean, I didn't personally have a mullet, but that's I mean, what was going on with was my classmates. They call actually, it the I California cut. It sort of looked like that. I think they called they it. Kind of it just, yeah. Kind of slicked it and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it, there's some pictures out there that are like that are pretty funny. Which we should post. And on I had a brooch. Instagram I had like page. my freshman my 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 picture my freshman picture class picture. I had this purple silk looking shirt, button down shirt. That was buttoned up all the way, and I had a brooch uh, yes. at the top, and it was a brooch from my mom because uh-huh. my mom she just she has tons of jewelry, she had brooches you know from the fifties and stuff, love and it, all kinds of, and I I borrowed one of her brooches and wore it, and, and my hair is all like looking like John Taylor. <laughs> so <laughs> let's we'll have to post that one. So let's it wrap this up. Let's say our favorite look. Let's see the video of our favorite look of Duran Duran with her fashion. So let's go around. Oh my gosh. You go first. Me? I'm going to just get crazy. (laughs) I love the fashion of Paper Gods. I think they look fantastic. Yeah, they do. And that was, that's very recent. And so they can keep it going. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Go, Steph. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always going to draw it back to, it's, it's, I, I guess, like, for sentimental reasons, I will always draw everything back for me. Uh, to when I say that I originally came a Duranny was the Seven Ranga Tiger era um, for me. I just loved everything 
that was going on with the artwork and the music and the look and then standing on the steps of that building in the outfits with the, you know, with the tiger and just the coordinated look. I just, I don't know. That's yeah. just what obviously drew me in. Um, that's what I was fascinated by. Um, and tried to, you know, loved me some Capizios and had to get some. Obviously, I saved up my my money for months to save up for a pair of Capizios to have. That's one of my favorite looks. But then, like, you know, I love the the era just before that, the Rio era, when they're, you know, in Sri Lanka and when they're, you know, Lonely Nightmare and Simon's walking towards the girl, you know, at the end of the the way where she's standing there and he's he's got the the seat on and it's kind of blowing in the breeze and you know yeah and her dress is blowing in the, in the back and that full aesthetic and look and you know and the other guys are wearing their their colored suits and little bolo ties and I don't know that's just dreamy mm-hmm. I I would along those lines and this is related to when I first became a Duranian it's the, is there something I should know video. You know, with the with the blue button down shirts and the, with the white the, with the white ties tie. that are tucked in and and just the look and feel of that video overall, I I loved it and you know the, like the blocking and everything and just the artisticness of it. So that and and another one I think that kind of sticks out a little bit is Union of the Snake and because I yes. love Nick's like I don't know just this like black and silver. The tunic top thing. tunic thing yeah. that he has on. It's just really cool and it's the like leather scales. pants. Yeah, it looks like yeah. look like scales and you know, Andy with his uh really cool shades and the slick back hair and there's like it's like, you know, kind of rags and stuff. I don't it's know. It was, very, it was, it was, it was um, uh, kind of Mad Max. Fury Road, yeah. Yeah. Fury Road. Very Fury Road. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember sixth grade coming home from school every afternoon in time to see the last 30 minutes of General Hospital because John Stamos and Rick Springfield were on General mm-hmm. Hospital yes. at the time, and I needed to see my Blackie and Dr. Noah Drake. Absolutely. So after that, at like 3 or 3.30 um, on TV, I would flip the station to what I think I remember as Nickelodeon. And this is like 1982. And um, I flipped the station after General Hospital one day. And this show called On the Record or Off the Record uh, was coming on. And the first thing that popped up was the video for Planet Earth. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before because this mm-hmm. was my first eyes on Duran Duran. And I remember thinking in three seconds or less, this is the rest of my life. <laughs> this band, this is that guy with the hair, the burgundy hair, playing the bass. Oh my gosh, that is the rest of my life. So mm-hmm. from then on, um, this has been uh, part of my life. So um, I'm going to stick with the new romantic coming out the gate mm-hmm. planet earth video because that was life changing. Mm-hmm. Just life changing. Thank you for tuning in to the cherry ice cream smile podcast. We are so glad you could hang out with us for a little while. Please subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite podcast player, and make sure to follow us on Instagram too. See you again real soon.